please remain standing and open your Bibles to the 23rd, uh, to the 23rd Psalm. The passage that we want to look at primarily today is uh, mainly, you, you mainly hear it at funerals. And, and I think that because we hear it so much at funerals that it kind of skews our vision, our understanding of this scripture. And so I want us to look at it differently today. I want us to look at it through the eyes of just clearly what it says about how God wants to be with us and how God wants to deal with us. And so read this passage with me, read along with me as I uh, read this to you today. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, as I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father, today as we come before you, our nation has been through a shocking week. Father, it shows some great divisions and great heartache, great trouble in our nation. And we stand before you and ask you to be with us. We humbly bow our hearts before you and ask you to heal our land and to heal the rifts in our land and to bring understanding. And Father, we pray for all of those who lost loved ones this week, that you would comfort them, that you would speak to them, that you'd give people in power wisdom and you would give people in places of influence wisdom. And that, Father, you'd bring healing in every way. Help us to be a part of that in our community and help us to be people who speak with that wisdom that comes from your throne room. Today, Lord, help us to see our lives clearly. Help us to understand what you would say to us and how we, would grow, how we should grow in you in Jesus' name. Amen. my shepherd, I shall lack nothing. I shall not lack rest, because he makes me lie down in green pastures. I shall not lack peace, because he leads me beside still waters. I shall not lack protection, because he restores my soul. I shall not lack direction, because he leads me in paths of righteousness. I shall not lack courage, because though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I shall not lack companionship, because you are with me. I shall not lack comfort, because your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I shall not lack honor, because you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. 
I shall not lack power, because you anoint my head with oil. I shall not lack abundance, because my cup overflows. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. I shall not lack hope, because I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. For over 39 years, I've served as a pastor, and I've, I found a strange part of my job that I didn't expect coming in uh, as a pastor to be the fact that um, I, I look at job resumes as people apply for jobs from time to time. Now, I'm, I'm not an expert at job resumes, so I, but, but I, I do notice certain items pertaining to a job applicant. I, I notice gaps. If there's a timeline gap, you know, somebody worked from 2001 to 2005 at this place and then 2005 to 2011 at that place and 2011, 2003 at this place and then there's a gap and they didn't work again until, you know, 2015, I noticed the gap. I wonder, what, what did they do for those couple of years? Where, what was going on? Sometimes that gap may be a, a year or two years or three years and I want to know what what was happening during the gap? Where, where were they? Sometimes you may notice a proficiency gap. Uh, maybe they have computer training, but we, you need someone who is proficient in Peachtree or Excel documents or some other program. And, and maybe they've been trained in, in other programs and they know other things well, but they don't know, they don't have proficiency in that area. So there's a a gap there between the job description that we were hiring and the person that is applying. It may be a very simple fix with a little bit of training offered to them or it may be a huge fix. There may be an experience gap. Time to time we'll hire coaches and you'll have someone apply to be a coach who has never been a coach, never been an assistant coach, at any level, there's nothing on their resume that says they've ever worked as a coach. They just kind of look at it and thinks it, look, think it, thinks it looks like fun and easy and they want to do it. And you look and go, uh, you know what, uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Or maybe they come in and they have no, no computer training at all, no keyboard training at all. And you need somebody who is at least has some proficiency in those areas and yet they still apply for a job that they're not trained for or prepared for or experienced in and in any way and so what we try to do at that point in time is sit down with them and say uh, okay let's let's tell you if, if you want to apply for this job in the future here's the things you need to go get trained for and prepared in and maybe someday in the future this job could be yours but you know not right now you've got to get some life experience it's a gap a gap in a, fence, in a fence line fails to keep in what should be kept in and to keep out what you're trying to keep out. I want you to think about this word gaps and how they apply, how it applies in all of our lives. In this world that we live in, there are many opportunities for our individual lives to be filled with gaps. 
places that are supposed to be in, experience that's supposed to be had, that are missing for one, at one point or another. Sometimes big gaping gaps, big huge gaps, and sometimes little small ones. It's important in life to identify those gaps in your life if you're ever going to fill them and really be able to accomplish what you need to accomplish. Simply take somebody with a gap in their life and training and throw them into a job that they're not trained for and say good luck is, un is unfair to you and unfair to the job and unfair to them. You better get them the training. Better help make sure they know. To throw somebody in a job that they have no experience in and to walk away and say good luck to you isn't fair to them and it isn't fair to your team or the people that you're working with. To, to have a fence line that you think is going to keep something in or keep something out when it has gaps in it isn't fair to, to yourself or to anyone else. Here's one of the places today where we can have gaps. We can have a family gap, a mom or dad gap in our life. I had my father uh, in my life until I was uh, 50 years old. My mom uh, just celebrated this week her 89th birthday. Yeah. Normally she would be here on Sunday and I would point her out, but she went over to the other campus to see the Blackwoods today, so that's where she's at. In my mom and dad's life with me, they demonstrated a healthy relationship. I got to witness that. I got to be an, a, a, an observer of a healthy relationship. I, I grew up with the ability to observe spiritual leadership. A mom and dad who brought spiritual things into every corner of our life and an awareness of God into every corner of our lives. Uh, they demonstrated a work ethic that, that showed me and taught me about the way you approach a job and the way you approach work and the way you approach things in life. They demonstrated both discipline in my life when I was out of bounds and blessing in my life when I was in bounds. As I look at my, my family relationship with my mom and dad and I look at scripture, I see a very, very small gap, if any at all, of their relationship with me and what they demonstrated before me. But I'm, I'm, I'm painfully aware that's not true for everyone. The question is, what about you? Now, a gap can come in your life, not necessarily because of a sin issue. You may have had a, a parent die when they were very young and when you were very young. And they're just missing. They didn't choose that. That wasn't what they wanted. But regardless, it left a hole in your life, a, a place in your life where a faithful dad or a faithful mom would have been and they, they just weren't able to be there. Others may have tried, but it's still not the same as mom or dad but the other way a gap can happen maybe your dad was fully present maybe he did 
All of the things that a dad should do, maybe played ball with you, built relationship with you, provided for you, you felt safe and protected around him, you loved him dearly, he was pleasant to be with, but he just wasn't a spiritual man. He didn't love God. He didn't bring a relationship with God into your life. In fact, maybe just the opposite. He didn't talk about the things of God, or if he did, it was negative. Maybe just simply spiritually inattentive. And so you love him, you care about him, but there's a spiritual gap in your life where a role that a dad was supposed to play wasn't played. It didn't happen. Now listen, it's okay to love a mom or a dad and respect them, but to notice the gaps. Things that you wish were different. Maybe they were a spiritual person, but for some reason, relationally, it just didn't happen with you and them to the depth that you would have liked for it to have happened. There could be many, many places where you could look and say, look, at that place in life, there was a gap. There was something missing that should have been there. It could be even worse. Maybe they were there, but they were abusive. Now the gap isn't a small gap. It's a big gap. Not only have they not done what they should have done, they've said and done things they shouldn't have said and done. And the gap is big. Maybe they were mean-spirited or simply absent, selfish. These are gaps that let the wolves in. These are gaps that bring things into our life that bring great pain and great suffering and great confusion. Fam, things missing in the family are one of the places where gaps can come in our life. There can be cultural gaps. Understand the Old Testament. If you understand the Old Testament, there are three types of laws written in the Old Testament. When you hear people talking about something in the Old Testament, you've got to understand the three laws that are laid down in the Old Testament. There's ceremonial law, there's governmental law, and there's moral law. All three laws are laid out inside of the Old Testament. Jesus answered the requirements of the ceremonial law. We no longer have to sacrifice bulls and oxen and sheep. Jesus answered all of the ceremonial law. We no longer have to wear clothing in a certain way or do certain things that met the ceremonial law. We don't have to do that. We get to enter into the presence of God because Jesus answered the ceremonial law. So the ceremonial law is something answered. We see the glory of it reflected in Jesus. And we see the purity of it reflected in Jesus. There was governmental law. It was a theocracy. And as we go to the New Testament, we see this shifting of making change where Jesus says, give unto Caesar that which is Caesar, and unto God that which is God, where we learn in the book of Romans to obey the leaders that are in, in authority over us, to try to live at peace with them if we can, to obey the governmental law. But it's not a theocracy anymore. It's not that anymore. And then we have moral law. Now, Here's what's missing for us. Governmental law, if you read the Old Testament closely, governmental law was meant to support moral law. 
it shows us, when we read governmental law, it shows us the severity of the issue when we break moral law. We see how serious God is about it, and we see how destructive the breaking of moral law can be by the response God gave to governmental law and their response to the breaking of moral law. The moral law in the New Testament was never done away with. There's still an expectation for us to live morally and follow moral law. There's no power for the government now to be a moral agency. However, the government, governmental law, is supposed to support moral law, and when governmental law does not support moral law, a gap is formed. When the government begins to support immoral actions, huge gaps are formed. No longer is it just a small gap because they're not in support of moral law, but when they support the immoral law, a huge gap is formed where the wolves can come in and bring great confusion. Governmental law was supposed to help suppress the sin nature by the pressure of a society saying certain things are wrong. And when society flips that page, ignores that, or worse, supports what is wrong as what is right, it begins to affect the moral compass of every person inside of that government. Not talking about government leadership. All of us who are under that governmental leadership can discover that there is a gap that leaves us questioning or leaning towards moral failure where normally if there was a society pushback, we wouldn't. Are you with me today? I'm, I'm like, this is what's going on in America today. Now God's answer to that is an empowered church. A church that will proclaim moral law under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and led by the love and passion of God. However, the Bible warns of a day when men will not listen to the truth but will set, set up preaching that the Bible calls to itching ears. What does that mean? You ever have an itch, you scratch it, it feels, oh, it's satisfying. What the, what, so the day is coming when men won't put up with the truth anymore. All they will want is what makes them feel good. So the question that you find asked today isn't a question of, is this a biblical church? Is this a church that wants to follow Scripture? But what I find myself in, con in, con in conversations with people with many times is, what does your church say about this? What, is this? what are they saying? I want to know if you're going to itch my itch. If, if, if I'm going to be comfortable in this place. Listen, if you're comfortable here all the time, I'm probably not doing a very good job. You should be uncomfortable sometimes because we should be pushing against a society that is pushing us a wrong direction. We should be pushing against our flesh that will push us a wrong direction. There should be some discomfort. 
Churches that build their whole thing about how can we make everybody happy and how can we make everybody go out feeling good, they're missing the point. The point is we're supposed to be pushing against what our flesh would do and now what our, go- what our governmental society leadership will do and pushing towards righteousness. And because there's a gap. Now here's what's important. You need to know, we need to know what we are missing. We can't begin to take care of the gaps until we know what are missing. There are many areas of our lives that become affected by these gaps. Our emotions get affected by the gaps. Our relational competence gets affected because of a gap that has either taught us a wrong way to act in relationships or has been missing and we haven't seen how to act in relationships. And so when trouble or problems come, we don't have the, the relational competence to handle the situation. It affects our work ethic. It it, it can affect our faith. On and on. It's places where the enemy can get in to steal and kill and destroy and where the truth seeps out because we haven't held it in and checked it and known it. Am I I being clear with this today? It leaves us lonely. Gaps leave us broken, not able to with our life not able to work right, wondering what's wrong, why aren't things working for me, why aren't things going well for me, why am I not having what I, what I believe I should have, and it's because something's broken in us. And it's broken because there's been a gap. It fills us with insecurity, with anger, frustration, on and on. So I, I have to recognize the gaps. So some are very clear. An absent dad in your life or an abusive dad in your life is a very clear gap. He may have been absent because he died when you were young and, and, he, and no fault of his. He may have been a wonderful man in many ways but not been fully spirit, a spiritual leader. He, it, the gap may be for a lot of reasons. Maybe because he was cruel. Now, those become pretty clear to see. I can see those. I can recognize those. But some gaps are seen only in the light of brokenness, only by the fact that something's getting into my life repeatedly that shouldn't be. Something's happening to me all the time that isn't happening to all my other Christian friends. Why is this happening to me and not to them? My relationships, my kids that don't love God. Now, I've got to ask myself, did I ever have a model for that? Did I ever have anybody in my, in my life that really showed me how to, was I raised in a way that can show me how to raise kids that love God? It, I need to recognize that gap. I need, I need to did, did I have a model of a great home life and how they dealt, dealt with difficulties and dealt with things? Did I have a model? Oh, there's, there's a gap there. I need to recognize the gap. In a career, wait, did, did I ever have a model of a successful career, somebody who really approached their work life and their home life as a godly person? Did I ever have a model of that or moral structure? If I had a, a model of moral structure, who's my model for what's right and wrong? 
And I would tell you today, here's my warning, is that we all have a moral gap. We live in a society that does not support biblical moral law that actually celebrates the immoral and we need to recognize this and see this as a potential weakness in all of our lives about what entertains us, what thrills us, what we accept is okay. The church needs to be careful today because we don't have the natural support system that should be there. And we need to especially recognize this weakness in our children who are being raised in a society that's actually looking at biblical law and condemning it. Actually looking at biblical moral standards and saying those are evil and wrong. Which builds a huge moral gap in the lives of our children. This is why weeks like VBS and getting your kids to church faithfully and you studying the Bible with them and talking about moral issues in your home is so radically important. We'll talk more about that next week. Here's the danger. The danger is to think, well, I'll just, I will just overcome this gap. I hate it. I wish it was different. But I can make it without any other kind of intervention. Remember, God put those fence posts in place for a reason. The gaps represent lessons unlearned in life and experience missing in your resume. The gaps need filled. You can't give fullness when you are riddled with gaps. Gap fillers are not necessarily replacement, but additives, filling what is missing. So here's a couple of thoughts. One, when you recognize gaps in your life, you need to look for fillers. You need to be very, very intentional. A number of years ago, my wife was sitting, a young man grew up in my youth group, was, had gone away to school, gotten married, came back, was back in town, called us, wanted us to go uh, to lunch. And we went to lunch with he and his beautiful wife. And this is a young man, went all the way through the youth group, whose dad uh, was a train wreck. I mean, just an absolute train wreck. My dad tried to reach out to his dad several times, no avail. It, it was just a train wreck of a life. This young man was trying to make a different way and trying to be a different young man. And we were sitting this day, now after he'd been out of the home, he graduated from college by this time, had been married at this time. And we're sitting and he, uh, he, looks, at, he looks at us across the table and he says, uh, we begin to talk about how he's, how he's raised, some of the experiences he has. Some of the nights he slept on the floor in my home because of things going on in his home and different things that had happened during those years. And I looked at him and I said, how did, how did you survive? How did, you, you seem to have overcome a lot of that. How did you get past all of that going on in your home. And he said, he said, he said, Pastor, he goes, there was a night when it was really bad. We'd had a really bad night in our home. And after everything had calmed down, I was in bed. My mom came into my room and sat on the edge of my bed and said, look, that's your dad. We don't like what he's doing. But the Bible says you're to always treat him with respect. So you always treat him with respect. So he said, but this Sunday when you go to church, here's what I want you to do. I want you to look around the church and I want you to find a man or two 
that are spiritual men. And I want you to model your spiritual life after them. He said, I came to church that Sunday and I did that. I found spiritual men I could model my life after. What was she telling him to do? Go to church and find a gap filler. Somebody who will step into that place that's missing in your life and be that for you. Now I want to tell you, I want to tell you, if you have a gap in your life, that has to be a very intentional place. You have to look for that. In our society, we have to look very intentionally into the scripture for moral direction because we're not going to get it from our culture. We have to teach our children to very intentionally look into scripture for moral direction because they're not going to get it through any of the messages that are around them. And we have to look into our life and very intentionally look for that. And you've got to begin to seek them out, to be intentional, to look for whatever that has been missing in your life, to seek them out, and to begin to ask them questions about life that you would normally ask to the person who should be in that place. And here's what I want to warn you of. Expect to hear things that will shock you. Because what you, what with that gap, what feels natural when that gap begins to get filled is not going to always feel natural. But you've got to look for a gap filler. Here's the other thing that we can do, friends. We can be gap fillers. If you were blessed in some area of your life, if you had fullness in some area of your life, you can become a gap filler for somebody else. You can begin to speak into somebody else's life. A number of years ago, about four, almost 14 years ago now, my, my friend John passed away. Many of you knew John. Died in an accident. John and I were very good friends. We spent a lot of time together. Went on missions trips together. Went on vacations as families together. Uh, ate a lot of pizza together. My shape is somewhat his fault uh, today. <laughs> Uh, there was something I didn't know about John. As I stood and talked to people at the funeral visitation, I kept hearing almost, an ex- almost the same words coming out of people. I'd say, how did you know John? How did John uh, impact your life? And, and, and I, this is the story I would hear. I was out in the hall one day, Pastor. I was out in the hall one day, and John started coming up and talking to me. He did that for a few weeks, and we kind of got to know each other a little bit. One day he asked me about my goals in life and my, what, what I wanted to accomplish in life, what I was wanting to do as, as, a, as a job. And He said, so I, I they, they said, I, I told him, and he said, well, would you like to get together and talk about that? And, said, and, and I said, yeah, that would be great. And so he, he, he reached out to me, and we began to ha- he began to have lunch with me occasionally. He started meeting with me from time to time, and we would talk about, my career would talk about what my goals were and how I was reaching. Pastor, he changed my life. He helped me to see things that, that I hadn't seen before. He helped me to know how to do things I didn't know how to do before. He, he taught me about tithing and about trusting God. He challenged me to work hard. He showed me how to save money. and He, he talked to me about how to, how to negotiate with people. He helped build my vision. What had happened? 
John wasn't announcing that to everybody. I was shocked by the number of people who told me almost those very words. Well, what happened? John just seen this young guy hanging out, growing up, kind of liked him. This authority sharp guy began to talk to him about, began to talk to him like a dad would talk to him. Like a leader would talk to him. And he became a gap filler in lives of young guys who needed somebody to talk to them like a dad would talk to them. They didn't seek him out. He sought them out. Let me tell you, on both sides of this, if you have a gap in your life, you need to seek out gap fillers. And if you have a place in your life where that that picket line is up really nice, everything really looks good, you need to be looking for people that you can be a gap filler in their life and reach out and speak into their life. You see, God has a plan, has plans on filling the gaps. Even the deepest hurts, he uses the church, us, not, not as a, just simply as an organization, but as individuals who love each other and care for each other to naturally react to each other because God puts us, puts us in this proximity together where we can begin to speak into each other's lives. And then he comes in his presence. David was a man with some gaps. Saul was not too kind to him. In fact, he tried to kill him. But listen to what he writes. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Now listen to this last line. I love this. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever what's he saying God has filled all the gaps God's come into my life and I shall not want because God is meeting my need his presence is with me he's leading me he's directing me God uses people to do that he uses his spirit to do that So in these next few moments, let the Lord speak to you about gaps in your life. Are there places in your life where you need a a gap filler? And are there places in your life where you should be a gap filler? Will you stand with me, please? True biblical humility is a recognition, a daily, moment-by-moment recognition of our complete dependence upon God. Before the gaps can begin to be filled in our life, we have to step into that place of recognizing that we totally, completely depend upon God. The Bible says that before, when humility comes, then comes honor. The Bible teaches us that when we're humble, he will lift us up. 
What's it saying? It's saying when you recognize your dependence upon me, when you walk in dependence upon me, when you submit your life to dependence upon me, then I'm going to lift you up. That's why a step like this next step is so important. For the gaps in your life to get filled, you've got to walk in humility. And so today, as as Dan just plays a song, I'm just going to call to you. I've just talked about a couple of gaps. There's many, many places where gaps can be in our life. But if you'll say today, wow, I recognize today there's some places in my life where I need gaps filled so I can walk in the fullness of what God has for me. Lord, in Jesus' name, I just take a moment right here and I'm so thankful that your spirit has spoken to my brothers and my sisters, my friends here today to say, I I want some gaps filled in my life. And Lord, I I just pray today that you'd begin to pour your presence that, Father, you'd lead them beside still waters. You would comfort their souls. Father, you would be that ever-present help in time of trouble. That you'd give them new wisdom and new insight and new revelation. Father, I, I pray you'd help them to look up and look around them and to see people maybe you've already placed in their life that you want to become an additive that you want them to see differently as a gap filler in their life, as someone that you want to speak to them and to speak into their life and to give things that, Father, should have been given someplace else. Lord, Lord, we're not here to condemn anyone for what they have done. There's some here that maybe abusive things have happened. There's others where maybe just the circumstances of life left them with a hole in their life that they need that life spoken into. Let them know you love them, that you care about them, that your love is steadfast and sure. And Lord, let us walk in the fullness of your grace and your mercy. Today, let new paths begin. Let gaps begin to get filled in. In Jesus' mighty, matchless name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. I want you to know I love you and I want to challenge you today that as the Lord would lead you, look for gap fillers. Look for people in your life that you can say, I'm going to start looking to them and talking to them and kind of bug them, you know, kind of go after them. And if they don't bite, go look for somebody else. Here's my bet. Most of them are going to bite. And I know in your life where you have places where there's no gaps, if somebody came to you, you'd bite. You'd be one to say, yeah, have you talked to you about that anytime? Anytime. Call me anytime. Here's my number. I don't care what time of day or night it is. Give me a buzz. Because see, that's what gap fillers do. Gap fillers tear down the boundaries and help fill in the gaps. Amen. Hey, I love you. And remember this, read that psalm and read it differently. Read it as, look at what God's doing. He's filling all the gaps. Amen? Now listen, friend, there's going to be some prayer team workers come down as we sing this next song and be down here around the front. 
If you need prayer with somebody individually, stick around and let them pray with you. If any of you are out there, you need prayer about something individually, come on down. I love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.